Well, hey, Village Church. Uh, before we dive into the rest of this podcast, I wanted to highlight an exhortation that Pastor Josh gave us on Sunday as he was preaching through Psalm 51. He said this, As a church, we ought not hide what God has done for us. Our culture, the culture of our church, needs to be one that acknowledges our sin together, confesses our sin to each other, and rejoices out loud in sins forgiven. Church, God is glorified when we proclaim the story of our redemption, when we tell of what he's done for us, when we say, yeah, this is where I was, but God, he brought me out of this, he redeemed me, and this is where I am now by his grace and by his grace alone. I had an opportunity a few months ago to sit down with a partner in our church, and I got to hear Stephanie's story of how God did just that. You're going to see in just a few minutes how, how Stephanie was able to point at a season of her life and say, I was there, but God, but God did an incredible work in my life through uh, the leadership of Village Church, actually, and he brought me to this place. He redeemed me. And Stephanie took the bold step of doing just this, acknowledging her sin. She was able to confess her sin, and now she's able to rejoice out loud in her sins forgiven. So I hope this video, I hope this, um, this time I had with Stephanie that you're, you're going to be able to see here um, is, is a blessing and encouragement to our church that, that it would encourage us to, to proclaim the story of redemption in, 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 in our lives, that God has redeemed us out of so much, that he's, he's put our feet on level ground um, and by his grace alone. Um, so check out this video, um, pray that it's an encouragement to you and that our church would be one that rejoices in the salvation and the redemption that God has given us and is bold to proclaim it um, to others. My name is Stephanie Keenan. I've been at the village, well, since the merge with New Harvest. What's your favorite thing about those? I mean, I love checking in the kids. I've been doing that. I did it at New Harvest, so I've been doing it for over 20 years. So that's one of my favorite things I love to see them grow up. I love now that I check in kids that belong to kids that I checked in. <laughs> you know, people have grown up and it's just fun to see them from before they can look over the counter to when they grow up and they don't have to check in anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we all, we all sin all the time, right? But there was a time in my life, like, right around the merge, I guess, like 13 years ago and stuff, it, it was just permeating everything in my life. And I was in leadership at the church. I was working in different ministries and, and all of that, but um, my life was not reflecting that. And, it, and, um, and I didn't care for it too, I guess. You know, like I said, we all sin all the time, but there's times where we just don't care that we're sinners and we just live it up or um, we think we're living in freedom in that. And we have all kinds of excuses why we do that. Maybe we feel like we deserve certain things or that, you know, we have freedom to do things, so let's just do them. But um, I guess it started seeping out so much, like it just became evident in my life and, um, and I made it to a place where I couldn't deal with it anymore. I couldn't hide it anymore. Um, like, we think that we're free in our sin, but we're really slaves to hiding it, slaves to secrecy, slaves to not telling people certain things, um, not sharing our whole lives with God or other people, friends in our lives. So, um, 
I was having lunch with a friend who also was in leadership at the church and I just couldn't hide anymore. So I said to her, I've been doing these things. <laughs> um, she was encouraging me and she encouraged me so much that she drove me right over to Matt's house and said, you must share with him. <laughs> so I did, but to be quite honest, I wasn't fully open with either of them. I still kept some of my um, stuff secretive. And about two months later, or I don't even know how much I would have to look, um, I got an email from Matt that said, we need to have a meeting after church. And, um, and I met with him and some of the elders and they said, you know, they were very um, gracious with me and loving, but that I had, you know, confessed to these things, but they, you know, the Lord had revealed to them or shown them in different ways, all this other stuff in my life. And the Lord was gracious to me. I think that in our darkest times, he's gracious to us to reveal what's in our heart to other people so they can hold us accountable and they can help us out of it because sometimes we get so buried in sin that we don't even know the way out and I think that I was in that kind of place and in that moment to those men I said well there's more <laughs> and let it all out and just shared everything that had been going on in my life um, and they were so gracious and loving to me in those moments I just am so thankful for that so and that day we kind of agreed on a plan of reconciliation to you know i was sinning against myself and sinning against the church and sinning against god and so we kind of came up with a plan to reconcile all those areas you know things that i had to do for myself things that i needed to do for the church and things that i needed to do for the lord but one of the things they requested of me was that i sh share with my community group which was meeting just after that meeting so <laughs> I got to share with them everything. And again, um, I think we have this fear that the community, the community and church is judging or whatever, um, or is gonna think badly of us if we share things. But in reality, the people we surround ourselves with in the church are loving and caring and want to help and want to be there to step in and um, kind of give you a, shoulder to lean on so I mean long story short some friends from there went actually home with me to help me reconcile some of the stuff in my home that I needed to do that day and I started on the path of reconciliation with the church and um, meeting with one of the pastors regularly and doing all that and it was probably about a year process and in that year I didn't serve in any capacity not even checking in the kids <laughs> um, but I just you know, focused on this um, path of reconciliation in all these areas of my life and really worked on it. And the elders and the pastors at the time were um, faithful to walk with me in that and to be with me and to um, just help me where I needed help and to serve me and to hold me accountable and um, to give me true freedom from what I was you know, my obedience to the Lord and my obedience to them in that time and even now is so much more freeing than living in the bondage and um, to sin. Uh, in John, it talks about us having a slave master and that slave master is sin and we live in bondage to that if we're not in obedience to Christ. 
I think after after I met with them and after I let it all out, I just like took a deep breath. Like I could breathe again where I was suffocating and um, they lifted a weight off my shoulders, this burden that I had been carrying of, of sin and shame and and secrecy, they, they took that from me. The pastors know that I've prayed about it at certain times. Should I go someplace else? Should I go someplace closer to home? Should I go where my friends are? But something that keeps me over here over and over is just that um, I know that the leadership in this church, the pastors, the elders, you know, the other lay people that lead have a heart to um, make sure their people are serving and loving the Lord to the best of their ability. I mean, the reality is that they care more about my um, my walk with Jesus than anything else. So whatever's hindering that, they want to root that out, right? So um, I know that and I trust that and I believe that. So I don't go someplace else because... I don't know if I'm gonna be able to trust that, but because of my um, church discipline and what I went through with them, I, I know it to be true. How would you encourage someone who's currently walking through some I think um, my encouragement would be just to stick with it because the people who are leading you through that, the pastors who are walking beside you as you're going through a discipline process, um, want the best for you they want your reconciliation to the lord more than anything right i mean and that's what we should all want as believers and as christians and um, we should want to be reconciled to god we should want to be walking in holiness and righteousness which we can only do if we're abiding in him and um you know it's hard it's hard to do but if you're in that process i think just stick with it and um be obedient to the Lord and in that obedient to these people who are trying to help you out of whatever it is that you're living in. Well, church, maybe you're like me and after hearing Stephanie's story, you're gripped and struck by the freedom that she now has in Christ because she was able to confess her sin and receive forgiveness. Church, God is glorified when we proclaim this story of redemption. When we tell the story of, this is where I was, this is what God did, and this is who I am now because of his work in my life. Maybe this is not an opportunity for you to confess things in your life that you know need to be confessed, that you need forgiveness for. Maybe this is an opportunity for you to proclaim the story of redemption in, in, in your life and have boldness in that. Man, our prayer is that this story um, would be an encouragement to you, church, um, that would spur us on to glorify the Lord um, through our confession and through our proclamation. Uh, church, we'll see you on Sunday where we get to worship God, the one who's redeemed us out of these things, given us new life, and we'll look forward to doing that together. See you then.